Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Uh, okay, listen now for the click track, everybody. Uh, and away we go. This is uh, track one. Take one, yeah. One, two, three, four. Hello, my name is Sonic Architect Adam Shanahan and this is Before the Encore. We're back again. It's the music industry deep dive um, where I speak to all walks of people in background of the music industry both Irish and international that can range from music producers mix engineers, songwriters promoters, managers um, absolutely everybody um, we've got a lovely lovely catalogue of various different people in the industry um, if you'd like to check it out just search Before the Encore in any of your podcast feeds I have a playlist of all of the Before the Encore episodes called Before the Encore, the entire discography. Um, I will post a link to that playlist. It's a Spotify playlist. I'll post a link to it um, in the description of this podcast so you can catch that there if there's anything that you've missed or maybe you might find something else that you like um, in there. There's plenty to be uh, plenty to be taken from all the conversations. Um, I've spoken with artist managers. I've spoken with producers. I've spoken with uh, beat makers. I've spoken with uh, studio studio managers. Um, you know, it's it, it the list is it it goes on and um, it's absolutely amazing. I'm very very fortunate that I get to do this. And every month, uh, you know, it's an it's a new thing. I get to like speak to someone else and to have a totally different conversation. And um, this month is no different. Um, I'm very very excited to say that this month on the pod I have Mixed by Simba. Mixed by Simba operates at a Jungle Beam Studios in Walkinstown, um, in Dublin. He is at the forefront of the drill and rap scene in Ireland. I list his credits in the episode, but I'm going to do it again. You got A92, you got Cello, you got 
Obviously, you got Evans Jr., Tolu McKay, Andre Fazaz. The list is absolutely endless. He's worked with anyone in that side of the world you can think of. Um, and he kind of, we, we spoke a lot about a lot of things. We spoke about business. We spoke about, you know, the technicalities. We spoke about gear. We, sp- we speak about everything. Um, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a, you know, uh, everything under the sun episode but I'm really glad that we got to sit down and have a chat um, I've been wanting to kind of speak to Simba for a long time face to face the first time we met and uh, couldn't have like asked for a more open and transparent com- conversation about absolutely everything um, yeah really fortunate just to be able to you know sit down and just chat with him and learn about his process and you know draw some parallels and maybe see where we differ and stuff like that it, yeah it was really really great won't ramble on too much longer. Um, I'm conscious that to, you know there's plenty in the episode to digest, so we'll uh, we'll really get stuck into it there. So without further ado, this is before the encore with mixed by Simba. Simba, my guy, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, I'm great. Thanks so much for taking time out of your Saturday. No problem at all. Come in, have the chats. Um, mixed by Simba on Instagram on on, on Twitter Simba Bianchi I think Bianchi yeah, I think so yeah I think yeah. so I'm not sure about Twitter Twitter is like it's just a place I go to just laugh now <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time it's a good well it's not it's, it's, <laughs> it's a hellscape but uh, we we kind of need to be on there right yeah, exactly you know? get our get our word out there um, Simba obviously your you know your credits are it, the list is huge okay. um, you got like doing my research last night, I yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" Like just, <laughs> you know, just taking off boxes and boxes and boxes of people I yeah. would have listened to, and like before I was aware of your work, I would have listened to them anyway. Yeah, I've mean, always yeah. been like, "Wow, this sounds great! This is like really well done, oh, really yeah. well mixed," which is like always super important. Yeah, thank you for that. You're very welcome. Um, for me, like, I suppose just to run through the credits: Africa A92, Cello. Yeah. Andre Fazaz, yeah. <laughs> Evans Jr., Tolu McKay. Yeah. Like, it, it, I could go on. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into like some of the more specific stuff there, but um, very prolific in uh, in the mixed engineering community in Ireland. Yeah. Um, always one of my go-tos is like a reference point oh, wow. for someone who is like really so heavily involved and like, I suppose immersed in the drill scene, the rap scene. Yeah. Um, it's it's like always nice to reference different kind of genres because I wouldn't necessarily be so far in, into, into that it, scene. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But it's nice to just hear what's going on sonically. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's great to have you. Yeah, bro, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm like, okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll gas, I'll gas you up for like five minutes, yeah, and then we like, get, bro. <laughs> then we get into like yeah, the, re- the real, the real stuff. Yeah. Um, I suppose where did it all start? Um, that's a long ass story. Um, I, I started off 
in the church, obviously. Um, my father was a pastor, so I was, was playing drums. I was the choir leader for a while. And um, I heard 50 Cent's album, Get It To That Train, and it was game over. I was like, I love rap music. Because <laughs> prior to that, I'd... I'd heard rap music like on the radio, but I hadn't gone out and bought a CD myself yeah. and actually played it and listened fully. So I heard that and I, yeah, this is what I want to do. Not rap in general, but I was like, I want to be in music in some way or form. But um, I didn't have, there was no studios back then. Was, this was, I was, and I was living in that loan at the time. There was nothing going on. So I just started, um, I got like a, you know, back then you had the MSN. So you had yeah, the man. headsets. You had the headsets and the webcam. So I used the headsets to record and then headsets stopped working. I started using the mic and the webcam to record myself. So I just did that over, over different, different years, released albums as a rapper, gospel rapper. And, um, probably like 2010 and bef during all this time I was always recording artists as well I was recording people in my house um because it was paying my bills I was recording people while being a musician myself as well mm -hmm. so um around like 2010 2011 I was like yeah I don't rap anymore I actually just like recording and engineering people maybe not yeah I just like engineering people so I was like yeah uh I'm gonna just gonna keep doing this and I've just I just I've just never stopped doing it since I started um there's always been <laughs> ups and down peaks and valleys but I've just never I've stopped for like maybe six months I gave it off for sale I was like yeah um I have to pack it in um this is this is frustrating because I'm sure you get it I'm, I'm sure you get it yourself and for me it was like a lot of it I, I do it on my own mm -hmm. so I've always like just gone and done on my own so at some point it got frustrating so i i packed it in for a while yeah. but um i've just been doing it ever since um to cut the long story short uh it started when i was 14. <laughs> yeah it's about the same actually for me would you yeah. believe um i mentioned it i can't remember who i mentioned it to it could have been cormac when we were recording another episode but like for me i remember like we got a pc and I don't know how I managed to discover it, but like I discovered like this weird, just like a Scottish community, oh, yeah? like a, for a forums. And what they would do is they'd have like these like databases and databases of acapellas. Oh, wow. And all this like kind of, I suppose, like rave and like acid music and like trance yeah. and stuff. It was real, like it was so bizarre. <laughs> But what they would do is they'd like chop chop up the acapellas and like make them rhythmic and stuff within yeah. the within those instrumentals yeah, oh or wow. within those songs, and I, there was something about that to me. I don't know. It just felt like there was such creativity. Like if you listen to yeah. the stuff that people did, because it was all public forum. Like so, people would like submit yeah, things and then they get posted, and it was such a weird subculture. But at the same time, I've I have you know, I have to thank it yeah, a yeah, lot because yeah. like it's kind of led me to yeah. where I am now because on from that, I ended up playing, well, I ended up like downloading FL Studio first yeah. of all. I think I was like 15 when yeah. I downloaded it. I think it was like FL Studio 9. I yeah. think it was on like 20. Uh, probably 7 even. I, oh, I, just, I got Audacity, then I got FL Studio. Yeah. I had, what did I have? I had this thing called Mixcraft. Yeah, Acoustical Mixcraft. Yeah. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. That was the first time I could use autotune. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. To me, that was absolutely insane. Like the, uh, you know, the definition of slow tools, yeah. you know what I mean? But uh, it was it, like so good at the time. And then there was Sony Acid Pro as well, yeah. which I would have used. And that was like just really clunky and difficult and it looked horrible. Yeah. Um, but then moved on to FL Studio because I was like, I'm fed up like doing this over other music that's already made. Yeah, I want to try and make my own stuff. So I started like recreating 
what did I do? I was like recreating some stuff that I liked at the time. It was like early Dead Mouse and like those kind of house songs. Yeah. because like it, it was easy. It was like easy to kind of learn it. Yeah. Get your head around the problem. Yeah. And like just even like get my ear around like melodies and patterns yeah. and the step sequencer and like all of that kind of stuff. Um, after that, then I started playing drums, joined a band. Yeah. Um, and then subsequently, like you kind of were like, I actually just really like this. I want to yeah. focus on this. Yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be a musician yeah. anymore. Like when I was rapping, it was like, I would spend like hours like researching rap. Like, okay. Why are you saying this like this? Because whatever, whatever I do, I want to be like at the top of my game. So mm-hmm. it was like, I was just spending too much time into it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need this anymore. Like, leave that. <laughs> and plus, like, I don't want to be the star. I never, like, See, that I, I, was don't, it for I me. don't like, I like being in the background. That's, yeah. And I, it, like, that was never, I was never a part of my persona. It's yeah. like, I never wanted to be the, I never wanted to have eyes on me, yeah. you know? And when it kind of got to that point and I, f- like, started working in the studio first, um, listeners of this podcast are going to be sick of this story but like I just something clicked with me the first time I stepped into a studio yeah. with a producer called Phil, Philip McGee he okay. is still a very close friend um, an amazing producer yeah, amazing pop producer <laughs> and he I, I just saw what he was doing and it was incredibly interesting to me just the way he went about making things sound the way they sound yeah. and like that was like that was the the light bulb moment for me and I was like okay everything else kind of started to fall by the wayside a little bit more yeah. and then I was like spending hours like researching on forums yeah. like uh, like Gear Sluts and I was just about to ask you do you know about Gear Sluts oh man bro it's it, like there's nothing like that nowadays yeah. like even I go back on it from time to time and I'm like oh, people are not the, the tips they're giving is not the same like what they were giving a few years ago nah guess lots was that's that's goaded yeah. <laughs> that's a goaded form it, yeah it is like on the highest pedestal yeah. of like music forums yeah, for me yeah, oh my it, was, God. it was just uh, absolutely amazing um, so like learning kind of all of those bits and you know um, I suppose like uh, the school of YouTube was really how yeah. I learned everything. Yeah. School of YouTube because it's not the same now. The school of YouTube is not um, the level has dropped to what it was. I I I don't know. Maybe maybe I sound like an old head, but I just feel like it's it's so much stuff to sift through now before you find yes. the good stuff. Yes, like back then it was you just type it in and the first page yeah, it's beautiful. And, uh, and Pensado's place. I don't know if you have. Yeah, you yeah, I'm a big fan of Pensado's yeah. place. That, that changed my that changed my life. That was kind of an inspiration for this podcast yeah. because I saw the, that like they were speaking to like obviously the huge songwriters, the big engineers, yeah. the the big producers. You know, uh, those people in the industry who like I didn't know about, yeah. and like are on the credits, but are like there's such this like veil of mystery around everything. Yeah. Um, and I want I wanted just to kind of peel that back because, and like have conversations like this about like how, how people found engineering or found production or found songwriting and like wanted to kind of explore that more. And as opposed to, you know, the artist side, because I think the art, like the artists get the spotlight and that's like, that's like a prerequisite, you know? If you listen to their music, you can really, you can kind of understand them a bit. Yeah. With uh, with people like us, they're never going to understand us unless you listen to stuff like this. And that's like, again, that's why we're here, you know? Um, But yeah, so engineering kind of started for you around kind of 2010. Yeah. Around 2010. Okay. So like, what was, 
what was the big change? Like, where was that light bulb moment for you where it was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do this instead. Like, did you see something or see someone or was it a case of like you reading through the credits? Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. I, th- I think it was just, it was just because I was spending a lot of, it was, I met, actually, yeah, I was in college around this time and I met a guy, Natural B, uh, you probably don't know him, but it was a musician, it was a musician, musician as well, pop, like pop. And um, we got, like we just we just hit it off and then we just he just kept coming to my house over and over again. It would just it would stay over for like months and we're just working on music. So I then I realized okay, I've been doing this and I'm just there pressing the buttons and I'm really, really enjoying this. So I was like, Yeah, this is what I wanna do. Like I just enjoyed it a lot more than everything else because I was producing, I was singing, rapping, I was like, Yeah, that's good, but I don't enjoy it as much as to be honest, being on stage is beautiful. Yeah, being on stage is a beautiful feeling, but being in the studio for me was just better. I think that just uh, working so much in the studio and seeing the what we're coming out with afterwards, and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And and the fact that Natural B was, I would do something and then I'll see how he reacts. He's like, yeah, bro, I love that. So I was like, okay, I, I like this. It's like I, I I'm performing, but I'm not performing for like everyone. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's such that's such an interesting <laughs> one. Like you are performing. In your own way, yeah. right? It's like, it, but it's a t- it's a totally different thing. It's like uh, there's a because performing on stage is like a singular thing. Yeah, it's in a moment in time. But when you're performing like that in an engineering capacity or e- even in a mixed capacity, yeah. that's like a permanent performance, yeah, this- and that's like it, it, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of weight behind that performance, yeah. and I think that's maybe not something that's thought of a lot yeah, and I suppose I wouldn't have necessarily actually thought of it yeah, until you mentioned it, it. like you're, you're doing stuff like because and another thing for me is like choices like you're making a thousand choices like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're making choices without even thinking about it so for me I think I think it's a, it's, a, it's definitely a performance it's, and I saw how people were reacting behind me because a lot of time when you are standing behind you so I I, I thought like, oh that's that's dope I'm like alright okay cool you like that cool we'll keep going yeah we we'll keep it in yeah. <laughs> so like for me it was the that that really clicked for me so was it engineering first and then mixing after for you yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, it was engineering first because I did a lot of recordings, but there was no mixing done to them, so yeah. definitely. It was first. just a case of like what was done on the day was yeah. that was it. That was no, and no, that was the record. No, that, I'll go back over it, but it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back over it for hours, but I I don't think it was good, so yeah. I I wouldn't call it mixing. Um, I was I was messing. <laughs> <laughs> and so what what um was the impetus to? refine that then what was it just a case of like you listening to records being like i want them to be more yeah listen, i want them to sound more like yeah, listen, listen to my records and listen to something else i'm like that there's a there's a big big disconnect this is this sounds really good this sounds doesn't sound good um and even just playing it back for other people and because when you first start sometimes you don't um realize what you're doing is not at the top standard yet you, you think oh this is this is lit um i played it for like some older people like um some choir leaders that i know as well some music guys uh and they really critiqued it they were like yeah you need to you need to do this or some people they didn't even know what i needed to do but like you need to do something it doesn't sound right so then i just went and read books um youtube just trying to refine it okay what am i not doing right okay because um i never went to school for this um yeah, I was yeah tell, me neither i'm yeah, saying I, w- I always tell people like um with engineering like when you don't go to school for it i think like your first like two three years you're just you're just trying to figure it out, trying to yeah, it's make all, all the mistakes. It's feel, isn't it? Like yeah. you're like trying to feel your way through stuff. Yeah. It, you got the blindfold on almost, you know. Yep. Um, 
but it was obviously it was amazing to have that community behind you as well to help yeah. you know yeah, even was. if it wasn't definitive do this do that yeah. it was like pushing the right yeah, direction it was like this is not right <laughs> like do something else and it, it, it was good because um, I had them for like a year or two before they all scattered around but um, it was it was definitely good and then getting stuck into books like they, they, I read a quote it said if you want to hide something from the black man put it in a book <laughs> like a book like nah it's, it, it, it changed my life as well um, just little little things like I, I remember being in the library in college meant to be doing my college whatever but I'm in there getting books on oh how do you how, how to make something sound better on a wider stage it's like so I, 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 and I feel like you need to love it yes there's like a, a real obsession that I think you need to have um, because I think in order for you to like work properly for an artist that you have to obsess over their work because that's what they do yeah. and like in order for them to then connect with what you're giving back to them there has to be a common ground yep. I think um, and that's why like you know I like uh, you're probably the same you get stuff sent in the whole time but I think there's no sense in just doing something for the sake of doing it yeah. I think you have like in order for me to add value I have to love it Yeah, I have to really enjoy what I'm listening to in order to push that to yeah. the next level Exactly, because what you're doing is you're trying to improve that while also yeah. creating the separation or whatever you know you know yeah, I, I get I get actually because it, it, the times when I do get tracks that I'm like I don't really feel then it's, it's just a job it's just I'm just being technical I'm just okay I need to get this vocal to sound good da, 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 and that's it but if when like I got a song to mix there this week from some guys and I really love the song like I'd, I've, I've never met them but the song I was like this is this song is fantastic so it's, now it's about me just enhancing the song I want to make the song better if, every little way I can so it's like yeah when you when you when you actually love the piece you're working on or the artist it's chef's kiss it's, it really yeah it really is and it's like when, do you know what I love as well and it happened to me very recently there was two songs I got sent by an artist and she had these amazing demos yeah incredible demos like I don't think she's released anything yet but the demos were amazing she's mm. a great songwriter she's got a great voice and I really loved the songs and it made me like I spent a, like a whole day on one mix and you know mm. when it's like you can probably bang out maybe two or three a day yeah. depending on the day now not recommended your ears would be hopping by the end by of the, the day, end of the day yeah. but um, I spent like the whole day on this mix because I was really trying to like make it just you know I wanted to create the feeling that I heard the first time yeah, when I, I heard you. the demo yeah, right yeah, yeah. and you're just trying to like improve it you're not trying to like drastically change anything yeah, it's, it's just like little pushes yeah. little nudges and when you get it right the first time and the artist comes back and like this is I don't have no changes to this you know <laughs> it, that's like the best feeling I always tell I always tell my girl like when like I'll go into I'll go into do mixes and ed, editing this. But oh, how was your day? I was like, oh, it was good. Um, I sent up mixes and they had no issues with this. Great day. Mm-hmm. Like I say it like that, but it's it's a great day when there's no. You know, they're like, yeah, that's perfect. No changes. It's like mm-hmm. that feeling to me will never get old. Yeah. It's happened only a handful of times you now <laughs> because like I've got a good relationship with like a lot of the people I work with. So yeah. they're like, yeah, just nudge this, nudge that. You know, this is great. Turn it off. Whatever. Yeah. You know, take that out or leave that in or yeah. can you double that up or whatever you know just like little things yeah. so it's like very candid but also there's the whole thing and I think like as a person 
when you say that you weren't, you didn't necessarily want to have the, the spotlight on you, you know, when you were an artist. Yeah. It, there's the whole thing about not taking criticism personally. As a mix engineer, it's like so important to yeah. be able to like just separate that and not feel like if someone's like, I'm not really feeling this, can you give it another go? Yeah. Or, you know, and again, that's only happened kind of one time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, and the, the mad thing is that with stuff like that, because it's only happened one time, you remember it. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but like, that's also the thing of as well, that would have been when I was kind of in my earlier days, yeah. you know, mixing records. Yeah. And it was a case of like, I didn't necessarily, like I maybe was doing too much. Yeah. I was trying to influence too much and that wasn't right, you know, um, but it was a learning curve and, mm. you know, it, was, it wasn't it was like a whole big thing. There was yeah, no yeah. bust up or anything like that. But it was uh, a learning curve for me, definitely. And it was like very important for that to happen. Um, those kind of things, I think, are like really um, enhancing to your, you know, your practice and yeah, your process. Yeah, yeah. Has there been any that you've had that have been similar to that? Any kind of big points where it's like, okay, I need to, I'm going to learn from this and then move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I got contacted by a relatively, not big, but in the in the middle um, artist from the UK to mix a track. And um, this was probably like five years ago. And I listened back to the track now. It wasn't, it wasn't a good mix. So the, the business came back to me like, oh yeah, you need to, you need to do this again. We're not, nobody's feeling this and I took that personally. I was like, okay, no problem. I'll go back and do it. But I already took it personally so the energy I was putting into the mix again wasn't a... It wasn't the right uh, one. It was off balance. Yeah, kind of. it was off balance. It, was, it wasn't good. So I, I look back at that and I'm like, okay, yeah, it never takes stuff personally. And I, I don't really take stuff personally. Um, I, I've learned to separate that because I understand that the, the, the song, that's their baby. Mm-hmm. They're going to do anything to protect their baby. So... Just, just take their feedback and improve on it. But um, I, I look back at that, and I, have, I actually haven't talked about that day in a, in a long time. But I look back at it, and I'm like, yeah, that was that was the point that I realized. Okay, yeah, I need to just step back more. Just because um, for me, when when artists send songs to me, sometimes, um, sometimes I like to do, I like to think that oh, I know what's best. And I think I speak to some engineers and they, they, they feel the same way as well. I'm like, why do we feel like that? Like, I know what's best. For, I know what's best for your music. And I, I don't, I don't like, this might be my first time hearing your song. Like, mm-hmm. you've lived with this for so long. So sometimes I might change it a bit too much. And they don't, I just don't like that. So I, I got to understand that. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'm, I'll keep that. I'll keep that, I'll keep that in my arsenal for the next, Yeah, going forward. I think like that was a big thing for me as well. It's like, it's not, and it was a case of like, having to research a lot and like you know you're hearing mix engineers say it's not about transforming yeah. it's about enhancing yeah. um but i'm like obviously that's a lot easier to do when you have you know when you're when you have something to reference i think like as a because i'm pr- producing stuff as well yeah. i don't know is that something that you do or? i used to but um I stopped. I I don't have the patience for it anymore. Yeah, I I think it's like it's hard to do both of those yeah. things. Like when you're mixing your own productions, it's like incredibly difficult. Yeah. I think there's like a lot. I I don't think there's enough kind of onus put on like handing things off. Yeah, it, it's important to hand it off is. to someone who like has something. Yeah, fresh set of ears, man. Fresh set of ears. Like, so I don't master my own mixes, yeah. and that's the reason why. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to not to master my own mixes. It's just the clients are. They don't want to pay that extra fee to get mm. a master. So. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> and like, look, that's 
<laughs> it's the, it's the <laughs> state of play. Like a lot of independent artists won't be able to like go to like do all of those things because like the, the costs do add up yeah. and we have to make a living at the same time. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a hard kind of line to walk because obviously you want to maintain the relationship yeah, with exactly, the clients yeah. as well and you don't want to like it's not a case of like trying to rip people off yeah. and you know it's it's a business side of things is very it's different <laughs> it's difficult um speaking of which you have recently i say recently it's about probably about a year or yeah year? it's a year it's a year a year and two months now yeah so you opened up jungle beam yeah tell me about that process how was that oh it was a long process so because i because um i was we were open in another place before before this so before lockdown we were in um, it was a bit smaller right yeah it was probably the size of this room after this room um we were there for like two years um i was doing it with, with another guy um ghost and oast but um we kind of after the after that we kind of went a separate ways he's doing other stuff and i'm, I'm just still doing the studio stuff um so we got kicked out of our old place because of lockdown. We wanted, not kicked out, but we left because we wanted us to keep paying rent. It was like, bro, And you couldn't get in. And, yeah, yeah, bro, this doesn't make sense. So then I was just looking for a place for time and I found a place and we just, me and my girl just built everything up from, from the ground up. It was an empty room. Did did all the designs, put everything together. And yeah, it's just been, it's been sweet ever since. Um, obviously, as I said before, there's peaks and valleys, but it's been, it's been sweet either way. It's been, we've had, great artists come true. I've had like um, two um, look and learns. We've had the producer camp where we got some songs that we're going to put out ourselves. So like, it's been, it's been, it's been a good ride so far. Yeah, it seems like, uh, I remember even seeing the before and after pics yeah. and like everything just look, it looks phenomenal. Um, all it's like it's a, it's such a testament to the effort that was put in to yeah. do it. Yeah, because um, left to me, it would have it been a nice studio. But my girl, like she, I did like the, the touches she added those the sweet touches it's not when man when it's like uh, when you add like another person into the mix things like are things get pushed forward yeah. so much because yeah. everyone's got their own ideas exactly, yeah. like with this studio so there's three of us that rent it oh, um, that's beautiful. and we in 2020 so the first lockdown we could still get over here okay um so because like this is like it's not it's far away from everywhere yeah. and so we were just like making sure that we were kind of all all right at the time and you know this is before like any kind of vaccines or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. and like I was I was out of work as well so um I spent a lot of time here and we like just the amount of stuff we did like we like ripped all the soundproofing down yeah. that we had like ripped them all oh, yeah, off that's, the that's when you did the redid all this yeah so it? we like built soundproofing like into the ceiling we like redid all the clouds. We got like new material, yeah. painted everything. We actually sanded the whole floor oh, down. Wow. Um, that was the fucking worst. I'll never, as long as I like, as long as I live, I never want to do that do again. That again. <laughs> it was horrible. There was like dust in the place for yeah. weeks afterwards because we have like no way of like ventilating, ventilating it out. Now, yeah, <laughs> you have a small window, the tiniest <laughs> little window, like fucking hell, typical. But um, it, ever since then, like it's been such a like we're so proud of it yeah, and we yeah. you know it's all about like just adding thereafter yeah, you know to it, build, build, um, building on it yeah it's you know we're very very proud of yeah. what I, we've I, I see the way you're, you're even looking around when you're talking about it you're proud of it like yeah. it's, and I'm sure it's the exact same yeah. with Jungle Beam because like for, for me with Jungle Beam like when we first opened it 
I was just happy to be open. So people were coming, oh, the place is nice. I'm like, okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank you. Like, I, was, I wasn't taking it in. It wasn't yeah. like, maybe until like six months after we opened, I sat down after a session. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a nice place. Like, yeah. We're doing something there. Do you know what's great as well is having the knowledge of that as your place of work, yeah. but also knowing that you've built that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that, there's like part of your soul in the room. Yeah, true, true, true. I think that adds to like your work. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it, like you can feel it when, I think you can like tell the difference when I mix something at home and I mix something I really in here. Mixing, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, true, 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 um, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like mixing at home anymore. Yeah, I have like a small setup that I like do edits and yeah. stuff on. And now in fairness, like I can, I can, like I can mix you pretty can mix well. The room yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm in, the gear I have is, is fine. Yeah. Well, here it's like proper treated, like it's dead. There's no sound yeah, in here. Dead. Like it's just, it's a dead room and we've got like the full range monitors. So like you're getting sub, you're getting everything. Yeah. Um, so it's great for mixing in here. In the start, I promised you it would be easier with me. I'm such a fool, I let you down. It wasn't you, I let you down. In the start, I promised you it would be easier In terms of your setup, yeah. what are you working with at the moment in terms of um, in terms of outboard gear and interface and outboard gear? I have no outboard gear. I'm, I'm, I'm running. Um, I'm going straight from my laptop into a UAD Apollo X. You're a UAD guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was one of the things I was I was gonna get. Yeah, at. I found out about UAD through was it Alex Jumay when I was working on Young Talk stuff. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is this, 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 it looks nice. It, it's straightforward. So I, I got I got like the 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 USB one. I was like, yeah, okay, this is not. And ever since then, I haven't I haven't gone away from them. And the next the next thing to do is to get the is because I don't I don't record drums yet in my place. But um, with the new engineer I hired, she likes recording drums. She loves recording. She's a drummer, so I'm like, yeah, we get drums and you can you can record drums for your clients. I I don't mind. So um, what was that? Yeah, the gear. So Apollo Extreme, um, going and I've got the Yamaha's HS8 going mm. going into KRK subs, and I've got the mic is a Lawton Audio, Eden. I can't remember the name. The the, the model they, yeah, I can't remember. But it's a Lawton Audio. It's like um. They're trying to compete with these boys. <laughs> with the Neumann, yeah. yeah. They're trying to compete like, with well, whatever it is, it's, it's phenomenal it's because nice, like yeah. it sounds great yeah. on any of the records. Because I heard it, um, it was the guy that did Cardi B's um, Bodak Yellow. Okay. He uses that mic. So and I've, I've been following for a while. So I was like, oh, what's what's the story? And I was like, yeah, bro, you should think about this mic. I was like, oh, no problem. So I, I left it for a while. I got a, We got a new man, but then I didn't like it. I was like, yeah, like it was a TLM. TLM yeah, 103. I like, yeah, yeah. I, was like, I, I was like, this is all right, but it's, 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 I've had better. So I was like, yeah, let's get rid of this. I got down. I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with this for now. Cause I think I'm even going to buy more mics in their, in their range, in their, yeah. in that family. I think right. they're really, they're really great. And, um, the desk is, uh, I just got a, a carpenter to make a studio desk. It was, mm. I got the dimensions from their website. I just got him to <laughs> remake it. <laughs> Happy um, days. What else do we have in there? I think that's about it. Yeah. I have to say, like, big a big thing that I saw you had in Jungle Beam that was a massive inspiration for me was the curve monitor. Yeah. It's 
Game changer. Yeah, yeah. Total I, game changer. I, I saw it from, from another guy in the UK. I was like, bro, I love that. I'm, t- I'm, I'm saying that because I had two monitors, but there was a gap in the middle. I was like, this is, I don't, I don't like this. I don't yeah, like for me, it was just like, we had a, we had a monitor. It was like, I'm talking about maybe like a third the size of it. Yeah. It was very, very small. It was just like, it was an old Apple one. Yeah. And it had been here for years. And I actually got, so the one we have there, it's like, I can't remember the name of it. It's a Samsung anyway. And, um, we got, I got one at home and I haven't been able to like properly look at other ones since. I'm just like, oh my God, this is just this is fucking great. You know, so I said it to the guys and I was like, listen, I'll get it. Um, but this is like, a, a, a this has to happen. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So it was, uh, it, it was great. And it's like been, especially in long sessions as well, you have something bigger to look at. And like, I wear glasses. Yeah. So like, I don't actually have to wear my glasses then oh, when I'm yeah. looking at the screen. Oh, so like my eyes aren't strained and I don't yeah, end up having as much headaches. That would make sense. Yeah. I have, I've stopped having headaches since I got, yeah. Incredible, That's, right? That would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. I just, I, I never knew. I just, I just liked it because it was, it was good. It was nice. It was aesthetic yeah. and it was. It, the aesthetic is nice <laughs> it's by like itself. 43, like, 43 inches. Yeah. I was like, yeah. You've got that. the like fucking widescreen yeah. one as well. I was going to get 49 inches as well. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, because that's too big. <laughs> that one was, I think, that one that we have now uh, is thirty-two. But Jesus Christ, like I when I got it at home, I was like, "Fuck, it's too big." Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, "No," <laughs> I was like, "We're gonna have to send it back and get the twenty-seven, But it's actually perfect. It's so perfect. Perfect dimensions for the desk at home. Perfect dimensions for the desk there. Um, it's yeah, it's excellent. Um, moving quickly on, I'm gonna bounce back to something that you just quickly mentioned okay. that we were talking off mic about it. Yeah. You've recently hired two new engineers. Yes. Uh junior engineers in your yes. studio. Um who are they and what was the process like? Uh one of them is his name is Texar. Uh you probably know him as Evans Junior. Um but he uh, he's been engineering for for a while now like me and him work together a lot so a lot of the stuff that we work together he would have either maybe started the recording already and then he comes and then we finish it off so like I, I kind of knew his working flow and when he applied I was like yeah we had we had a chat and I, I like I so like, a relationship there as yeah, well already which is nice yeah. yeah and for and for me like for me studio is very personal for me as the same way as the song is the artist baby the studio is my baby so it's like I couldn't just give the keys to anybody and um yeah man it's hard it's yeah. a hard thing to do like it's very it's very 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 difficult to just and be hands off uh but I got him in and then I also got Jessica in um she does more like pop music but she's she's also into into rap but she does more pop music she was in a metal band before so like the <laughs> The range is very, yeah, is very, very broad. Yeah, so I was, I was, <laughs> so I really like that, and I, I heard some of the stuff that she does. I was like, okay, that's good. She produces as well. Okay, and she engineers. So I was like, okay, yeah, that, that's good. So, I they started last week. Um, Ev, uh, Texter had his first sessions there during the week, and I think he's, he was in yesterday. He's in again today. So it's 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 going it's going well so far. It's like for, for me, it's because I want to do a lot more other stuff. Um. Like um, I'm currently in the process of doing like a YouTube series, um. So that takes up a lot of my time. Um, Is that the look and learn thing, or no? That's that's um. It's it's more of a. I don't want to explain what it is now I can explain what it is to you off off mic yeah, yeah, you don't want to give away the ghost yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, don't I give don't, up the ghost yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to give it away but, um, <laughs> we're working on that and that that's that's going to be good um, I'm doing teaching as well so it's like yeah. I'm not in and I don't want to be in the studio for 12 hours a day anymore yeah 
I don't. I. 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 I, I young I, man's game. I, yeah, I actually don't want to be. <laughs> I. I, I want to work on like the music that I want to work on now. Of course. So it's like that's why that's one of the reasons why I have the engineers in, and I'm plus like. When when I decided to be an engineer, I always had the dream. Okay, I want a big studio. I want a studio that I want a studio to be like the not pinnacle. What's the word I'm looking for? The something of the urban scene. The cornerstone kind of. Yeah, something yeah, that kind of word. I wanted it to be a cornerstone. So for for that to happen, I can't be the only. I can't be the only engineer. Mm-hmm. So that, that was I was like, yeah, let's 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 spread it out. Let's let let the guys know this stuff. But what's nice as well about that is the fact that. The affiliation, obviously, like, so you're very, like I said, ingrained in, like, the drill scene, the hip-hop scene and stuff, and, like, a a lot of the kind of more urban rappers would be in with you and recording with you and getting their stuff mixed by by your good self. So the affiliation for them in that scene is obviously going to be great because there's a bit more of a spread, but also creates an awareness between, like, those popular artists with those engineers. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. And that's really important because... How does the next person exactly? You know, you're, how does the next person do that? You're very, you're very, very right. And what I'm like, I suppose that's a goal of this podcast as well is like to try and like just influence people to like just get out there and do yeah. it because, um, there's not like in Ireland, there's not a whole lot of information out yeah. there, and there's a lot of people, and there's a lot of people to talk about it, yeah. but there's no, there doesn't seem to be much of a platform, with the exception of, and I have to say. What's been great recently is Golden Pleck have started doing now. It's a small series, but it's the Hi Have You Met series. And oh, yeah? uh, Kalen Coffey is, is is his name. Okay, I've he, seen that name. I've he seen used that name to online. he used to do Sold Out. He used yeah, to he used to be part sense. of Sold Out. And yeah. um, maybe he still is. I'm not really sure, but he's working. I know he's working with uh, Amplify PR at okay. the moment, but he's also doing freelance stuff for Golden Pleck and Clash. Um, an excellent journalist, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing is he's talking to people who are like producers and songwriters and stuff. So the Hi Have You Met series is like a a spotlight for um, for the people in people the background in the industry. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's just uh, like I think now it's great because information is everywhere. We're in an era where you you know you're two clicks away from <laughs> a potential change of career. Yep. You know, um, so for me, if someone's like this, might because I didn't know what I wanted to do until I saw it. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. So when you're like when there's more information out there, the more people are gonna you know yeah. jump in the bandwagon. So like. Right now, I'm not really in a position to be like taking on people to teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe this might be just that stopgap for now. It's definitely something I'd like to do in the future. Yeah. I'd like to lecture. Yeah, excuse I, me. I'd I, like. I would to, love to lecture. <laughs> you know, I'd love to like just dis- disseminate yeah. that because, like, cause, knowledge. Because, like, for me, like when I when I have I have people come in and just sitting on sessions and just ask me questions and. Like the the fulfillment I feel like as I'm saying this stuff out to them and I'm seeing them like oh it seems like you're actually learning something the fulfillment is is excellent for me it's like I just love it so it's like why would I not want to keep doing that yeah it's it like it's it's excellent <laughs> like it's but it, as well it's like because it's it goes both ways right yeah. it's like it's a two way street because you are getting that satisfaction yourself you're getting that like gratification yeah. of. I can actually explain what I'm doing yeah. here, but also see that someone's learning from it. And also the person who is receiving that information is then going to take that and go away exactly. and hopefully and build their yeah, body of work. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I hate remembering this, this, this story. The, like when, when I was coming up, there was a guy that did engineering 
Um, it did it. It, it wasn't even that good, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and I really wanted because that was like my only point of reference, like that I could that I could see. I, okay. I, I really wanted them to teach me stuff, like just show me stuff, and it just wouldn't. It was like just go go learn yourself. I learned this myself. Go learn yourself. And for me, it's like well, even right now, I'm not even saying his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't do this anymore. He's forgotten about. But if he had at least taught me. For now, but I'll be like, oh shit, it was this guy. Da, 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 mm-hmm. I, 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 shout out to him. His name would live on, but his name isn't living on. So it's, for me, it's like even teaching people is like you're like you're you're passing on knowledge, but you're also passing on bits of yourself, like your and own your legacy, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like I, I just, you just, you just never got it because it's like even like um Nestor was telling me it was like um he's fully he, like he doesn't understand why some engineers are trying to aid on him. And I'm like, oh, they just, maybe they think you're trying to take their clients or whatever. But Daniel was like, but there's clients for everybody. It's like, it's like going to a barbershop. Like, <laughs> someone might cut you here today, but someone will cut you. It's like, there's clients for everybody. Like, everybody should be, should be together. T- yeah, so. Uh, That's the thing, like, and I love the, um, so Nesto is another engineer. Yeah. Um, he is out in a studio that's like right across from yours. Yeah, it's in, it's in the same building. Yeah, yeah, I was I was speaking to him recently about it, um, saying I must go out and visit, and he was looking to come in here as well. So um, I'll get him. Uh, he will be on the podcast yeah. at some point as well. But what's great as well is having that community there and being able to like because like I I know that you share some clients and yeah. there's like some things that like maybe he he'll pass on to you for like a second opinion yeah, or yeah. like and probably otherwise if there's something you can't yeah, take yeah, on no doubt sure. you'll probably recommend him yeah um i think that's so important and like when for me it's like when i can't i feel like i can't add value i'd like to be able to like present someone with an option yeah okay, true, true, um, true. you know if it's a mix where it's like i don't know like if it's someone who's doing like post-punk or you know Something now, I'll give anything a go. Yeah. So if I like, I feel like I can add value to it. I will take it on. But if I don't, I will send it on to someone yeah. who I think can add can value. Actually, add the value um, to it. Yeah. Again, if it's someone who's like looking for production, it'd be the exact same thing. So being able to like have that, like the sense of community, and what stuck with me, and I'll go back to like my time in in my band. Yeah. I was only ever in one band. Okay. Well, it was two bands, but it was the same members, just a different name. <laughs> um, so I was only ever really in one band, one, yeah. and the. I had such a problem with the way, with like the attitude towards other people in the scene. It was really, it really got at me. Okay. There was like a very toxic attitude towards how they viewed other people, other Irish acts oh, in the yeah. scene who they didn't necessarily think were as good as us. We were shit. <laughs> like, in hindsight, <laughs> some of the songs were decent, but like in, in the grand scheme of things, we had no right to be to be pompous but no it would be like flexing their, <laughs> yeah, flexing flexing. their muscles you know like no way um, even now like I wouldn't be oh, like I think I'm good at what I do yeah, but yeah. at the same time I'm not going to be I'm going to be like I'm the fucking best I'm not going to be like Sim, like come to me Simba shit or like come to me yeah, Nesta yeah, shit come to me these are, like, these are engineers out here shit they're not doing it like, right well, like, like, <laughs> why, why would I do that you know like why what's the point uh, like it, there's a community there you don't want to like it's a case and it's the same like with like some artists like you know throwing shapes at other artists and like there's no point yeah. I, like everyone's got an opinion you know I think sometimes it's important to voice it sometimes it's important to keep it to yourself I think it's also important to like see why you're 
why you're feeling that way. Why you're feeling that way. And it's like, I think there was like a massive insecurity back a, in the a day. A lot of it is insecure. And it, look, it's, it, I mean, immaturity as well. Like it comes with, you know, growth and time yeah. and age as well. But like there's a community there. Like I like to, I would like to feel that if there's something, like even if you thought I was, maybe could add more value than you in a certain yeah, project, I you might throw it my way. Yeah. Or, you know, even like when, um, we I put up a post that about my studio yeah. going up for sale and you were the first person actually oh, yeah. to mad. hit me up being like, oh, there's a spot, yeah. you know, I've found a spot, here's the number, whatever. Like, that's what it's all about. Because it's because it's I understand. I, I can't imagine my studio going for sale and mm. I have to put up a post on on Instagram because I, 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 it's like, I, it's like, I almost felt, I almost felt how you felt. So it was like, mm. I would love if someone was do that for me right now. Mm. Yo bro, check this out. Cause it's like, just look out for each other. Like just be a nice person. Yeah, man. 100%. <laughs> So, like I said, while I was doing my research, um, we were speaking off mic, and I, you know, I was like listening to the Oman podcast, mm. and I was listening to like some other interviews um, that you'd done, and like you're very like candid and outspoken, and it's it's great because I think that's like super important, yeah. and it helps the scene grow because if there's something that kind of if there's something that needs to be said that isn't like what have yeah, we gonna you know, say how are we gonna improve from yeah. that um i think one thing i wanted to talk to you about was there was you, you mentioned on your instagram um hot press put out their list this year yeah. <laughs> um you know about the hottest for 2021 yeah. and there was i think safe to say some people were missing from the conversation yeah. um you were very Open about that? Yeah, yeah, bro. Um, <laughs> I, I no, and first of all, I want to say I fully agree. Yeah. I think that there were a lot of artists on there. A lot of them are your artists, and I think that it wasn't right that they yeah. weren't in the conversation. And I think for like uh, for a publication like Hot Press, I think it's important that they they represent. They represent, and um, they're the number one music magazine in the yeah. country. And you know they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't put they, people in the conversation did, nah. that clearly should have been there yeah they, like they're, they're, they're people that on that their names are undeniably like what they've done over the past few years it's it's crazy that they're not that they're not even looked at um and some people are telling me oh boys the public that voted yeah but the public voted for the names that were put forward by oppress so it's like oppress put those names forward in the first place so it's like it's not even a thing that i'm coming at oppress like oh but just do better like just do your like if it, maybe you don't have like the you don't have people working in the right places to do this research properly you don't have just get the right people in, in your offices because I, I really hope they're listening I hope I hope they saw what I think I think it will be a learning curve Um, I hope it will be yeah. I hope it's maybe a once off yeah because it's not a thing that I'm here like oh no F, F oppressed no 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 we want oppressed to do well because as you said they are the number one music uh, magazine in the country so it's like we want them to do well, and if they're not going to act up, then we're just going to have to have our own magazines and 
get them out of, out of out of the way. Yeah, I think like what's great about it is though it's like just one thing. You know, I think that like everyone because there seems to be a bit of a general feeling of the same thing, and yeah. I think the same artists were the people who were the people that were being thought of, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's mad, like, if everyone is thinking of the same artists, like... Like, who should have been yeah, in the conversation, not like, who should have been left out yeah, of the yeah, list. No, no, like, I just want to clarify yeah, that. No, like, you, you see with the with the li- people on the list, shout out to them, like, no disrespect, not not taking nothing away from mm-hmm. them. It's just, I just feel like they're, they're like this, maybe like five artists that were like, everyone I speak to is like, they mention those people, so it's like... It's 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 a no brainer. Why they're not there? I, yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was like definitely worth bringing that up because yeah. it's like I know it's something that's like close to your heart as well because like you obviously want to represent. Yeah, because and and for the, for these artists, like for me, it's a, it's a lot more for the, for the artists. It's like they put hours and hours of work into this, and for but you can see what's coming back out of it. Yeah, you can see, like there's there's artists that are really exciting. Um, and I think I think they will be in the conversation yeah. next year. Yeah, I they, think that like there's not there's going to be no be. way that they can't. They be, have right? to be. But um, <laughs> you can't be you can't be headlining. You can't be doing main stage longitude, getting forbidden fruit, doing yeah. all the festivals and not begin. Nah, come on, man. Okay, so I'm gonna like go straight in here and I'm gonna start name dropping, right? So because I want to know because there's one thing I want to talk to you about because um, I've been a fan of Salo for a long time. Yeah. Um, I know that he he's been working with Nesto for a long time, but yeah. I also know that he's been working with you for a long yeah. time. And I know that you've been working with the A92 guys who I think are just like absolutely incredible. Yeah. I don't think they get enough press. They, I think that like there's not near like and that's like casting the hot press thing aside. I don't think they're getting enough press in general from the general mainstream because Debo, D- sorry, sorry to cut you. Not at all. Debo just did a song with Giggs and Lito Bizzle. <laughs> those are those are like the heavyweights in the UK, and I I didn't see much press about it over. Man, I didn't know that. <laughs> that's that's they, crazy. And that's pr- pr- prime example. <laughs> yeah, maybe like I, I like to think I'm tapped in <laughs> in certain ways. Maybe I like I'm trying my best to like keep a broad scope because like I like drill music. Yeah. I think it's great. I think the storytelling is phenomenal. I think there's like a lot of poetic artistry yeah. and stuff and also like even the rhythms are just like yeah. they're great you know with, with everything there's good and bad there's well, so I, I, I get I get why you might have missed it because there's so much there might be so much cloud in your view to actually see but there is a lot out there yeah and I think that's kind of mainly what I'm getting at but so like I said the A92 guys Solo all of these guys they the two heavyweights came together and made Oggy yeah right So and that was was it recorded by you? Was it? I know it was mixed by you. Yeah, um, I think I think Nesto recorded the the chorus. Okay, it did it did the chorus with Nesto, and then they came and we did the we did the track with my, we recorded the rest of the tracks with me. Very yeah. good. How was that as an experience having those guys in there? I know, like you would have known them anyway. Yeah, but like even just to be a part, like because that was. I think it's safe to say that was a big moment. Yeah, that was a big moment. Um, it would no, it, it was a very big moment. I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about the session. It was a good session. It was a the energy was good. The energy was very good because I remember uh, Cello did his part first, and then I think we had to officer the next day. So we, we're chilling for about two, three hours before we even started make, working on the song, and then he just went in and just spat it. Did his thing. Yeah, he just did it like 15 minutes it was done and that was it <laughs> so it was it was a good experience and um, you're right it, it is it is a big moment because those are two 
big too big everywhere guys. I yeah. think what's great what 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 it was for me and maybe like I might be reading too much into this I might be getting a bit too philosophical yeah. but <laughs> like what I and I mentioned this before I I put up I I put out a tweet a couple of months back. Yeah. What I think Sello has done is I think he's re reimagined the drill identity for Irish yeah. drill artists. Yeah. Because what he's done is he's like, you know, he's coming in with the whole Gaelic drill thing is what he calls it. And it's like amazing that he's coming in. He's like, there's some Irish bars. There's so, like, but he's also like, it's not sacrificed yeah. by just what he's doing. Yeah. He's telling a really interesting story, but he's using that. He's using as, bits of what he knows. Yeah, 100%. Well. But like, it's just, it's so, oh, it's, like to me, I, I mentioned again off mic before the podcast, like, I would be very familiar with the Clondalkin area. My grandparents yeah. lived there when, and I spent a lot of time there when I was yeah. small. I lived there for a it's year. You know the you know the I know, yeah. So like the area, I know all about yeah. it. And like that, maybe it was that connection for me, but also like the way he's reimagined it. Um, Afrika has kind of set the standard originally. Yeah. He's been there, you know? Shit, sorry. Um, that's all good. He's been there and for the two, so it was like kind of old guard, new guard. Yeah, he's like, he's like, okay, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, bro. You know, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Because like, and again, that like, uh, officer or officer, I don't know. Officer, yeah. Officer. <laughs> Want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Um, officer, like, obviously has a huge fan base in the UK. Massive fan base Massive. in the UK. For him to then have, for him and Sella to do something, like, yeah. that's going to be seen. That's going to be listened to exactly. because he's like under the spotlight. You exactly. know what I mean? He's big. Yeah. He's a big artist over there. Um. So that to me was it was yeah. Good, I just, it, was a good, it was a good moment. Yeah. Sure. And Cello, Cello tape is beautiful. Oh, is it done? Uh, it's it's done. I need to set off. I need to send one more track off. But the tape is really good. Yeah, man. We, we he ended up he added three more tracks there during the week, and no, it's <laughs> it's really good. It's saying no more. Yeah. It's saying no more. There's some stuff there that I probably can't be talked about. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep that information very close to my heart. I'm gonna move swiftly on. Um, yeah, like to be so ingrained in in that side of the business, yeah. and like. To put it quite frankly, like you are the go-to uh, mix engineer, I I think it's I, I pretty like to, safe to say. I, I like to hope so. Yeah, I no, I think it's pretty safe yeah. to say that. Um, like all I, I have to do is just like rewind and go back to the credits that I mentioned <laughs> at the start of the recording. Like, you know, Evans Junior, the A92 Gang, Officer Cello, like you got them all. Mm. You really do. Like Andre Fazaz, even like Backpack Blue, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. UD. Yeah. yeah. Man, like that EP to me was like that was a really good EP, a really good EP, yeah. and I'm like sad that there hasn't been anything since. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I'll tell I'll tell you why off off camera. Okay, <laughs> off off mic. Yeah, all good. But anyway, um, like it, the the list is endless, yeah. the credits list is endless, and it's just hit after hit after hit. Thank you. Um, that like to kind of take stock of that. That must be. A very good feeling to be to know that that's you that has like done all of these things yeah that are, and like let's face it they're so important all of these like things are like the corner like they're we say the word cornerstone earlier the cornerstone of like of like irish music irish music and like drill. the irish kind of urban music yeah. the drill the like a lot of the kind of more rough around the edges rap stuff yeah. would go to 
you. Yeah, true, true, true. And that's all kind of then filtering back out and you're seeing that and it's very successful. So that must be a good feeling. That's true, yeah. I, I don't I don't think about it much. One, well, well, one I do think about it is like, yeah, it, it, is a, it is a very good feeling because it's like, this is my life. This is my passion. Like it's mad. It's mad sometimes I think about this is this is just something that I just like doing, and people want to come to me for it. It's like okay, yeah. cool. And doing it as well full time. How how long has it been since you've been uh, doing it full time? When did lockdown start? Twenty nineteen. So like twenty eight. Start of twenty eighteen. Okay, very good. Start of twenty eighteen. But obviously during lockdown, I had a I had a part time work from home job. Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's lockdown, you, you need to you need to do something. something yeah, sure. Something as well. So, but apart from that, it's been it's been very good. It's been it's been challenging. It is tough, isn't it? Trying to like just like navigate yeah, those I, ebbs and flows, yeah. like you said, the ups and downs. I can't sit here and say, "Oh, it's been good." It's been yeah. That's no. It's, it's been it's been very challenging. Um, because I it's mad. I found out <laughs> the other week that um. You can get um, grants and stuff. Arts Council. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, only for my only for my girlfriend, I wouldn't have like ever thought that I, I like, would have been what? eligible for this stuff. She's an artist herself. Yeah. She's not a musician. Yeah, she's a painter. Artist, yeah. Um, she's a painter, and she was like telling me about all the different ways you can go about it and things you can apply yeah. for and like all the stuff. And like that to me has just like opened up my mind massively I'm like, that's, I'm like that's crazy Every, everything I've done like I've gotten the money myself like over the years so it's like you're telling me that I could have gone to a council and they would have done something but you me? see this is the thing again it wouldn't have necessarily been talked about in the industry right yeah so like it's well maybe it would have been in kind of bigger circles but for the kind of new the for, newer, for, 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 for our, people our, like me and you for our industry for yeah. our scene like yeah. never, nobody talked about but also like because the prospects are so exciting I think that, that like it's there to be got you yeah. know those grants are there to be yeah. you know applied for and taken um, and I really hope to see like more long form records getting made and because of the way that they're like and the Arts Council are great I have yeah. so much time for the Arts Council okay. pumping money into okay, so they're into music okay, they're pumping money into it so that artists can get stuff made at the highest possible quality so they can invest in the mix they can invest in mastering yeah. they can invest in studio sessions they don't have to worry necessarily about a time time constraints there's no time constraints yeah. there's no like it will help with budget constraints a lot yeah and that to me is like like so anytime so like you'll get you might get people coming to you looking for help because you when you're doing an application you have to um i think have you at least the collaborators yeah, yeah, yeah. so for me anytime i've had a request and i've only had a few but anytime i've had a request i'm like yeah what you need yeah, let me help let me because like sure I, not just because I want to be involved, but also because, like, I want you to be yeah, able to like you. push things yeah. forward for you as an artist. Because yeah. you've seen, I see a lot of artists like what gets them down. What gets them down a lot is the fact that they have no, the monetary budget isn't isn't there for them to do what they want to do. Yeah. So that gets them down. So it's like, okay, if there's a way they can get the money to do. It, help them in any way they can and it's not even coming out of my pocket I just need to send them a CV or yeah. do what you need to do like. yeah it's it's great and like what I uh, what I think and you might uh, attest to this as well even for me like there was a time where I was like will I chuck this in will I not because I was working a full time job and I was doing this and on the side the so stuff. I was doing 9 to 5 the stuff then you and- 6 to 12 about 6 to 12 yeah 6 to 11 yeah. like and then Saturdays would be like 10 till 7 yeah. whatever Sundays I might have off the odd time yeah. um, or Saturdays I might have off but like it's the majority brutal. of the time I was working 7 days a week yeah. and there was a time where I was like oh this isn't 
I can't do this. Yeah. Like, and then you know, like you, you sat down, you think about, I'm doing it full time now. It's great. I'm very, very happy. My like quality of life, I feel like, has improved massively yeah, yeah. since I've made the decision. But um, it's it was a hard decision to make, and it took a long time. And I feel like, you know, there may be a barrier for some people to make a decision like I was able to make and just go and do it. Yeah. Certain people's life circumstances are all totally different. And I feel like that because Arts Council funding is there to be gotten, some artists who are like new and are kind of you're, are in the development stage yeah. or in the early stages of their career starting to garner a bit of popularity might not know that that's there. And they might end up chucking it in as a result of yeah. not being able to figure out, well, I can't make money from this or like I can't make a living from doing this. I'm going to have to stay working my yeah. nine to five or my part time job to, you know, and then it's not viable to do both of those yeah. things. So like I, I imagine that there's been cases of that probably that you've seen. There's certainly been cases yeah. of that, that I've seen yeah. in the past. For sure. Um, but in order to be able to like push things forward, it's it's great to have the Arts Council there yeah, because like then definitely. that's not necessarily as big of a problem. Yeah, anymore. it's not no, as big of a problem. Because when the guy told me, I was like, because he, he was he was he was shocked. He, he was talking to me because I'm trying to get I'm looking to get sponsorship with like different companies. So I'm speaking with guys that are actually in a sort of an industry. So they're like, sure. oh, so have you not got grants? I was like, no. They're like, so you did the studio by yourself? I was like, yeah. Is that not what is that not what everybody's doing? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy to me. But yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a hard one to navigate because like, there's not a whole lot of infrastructure there to like yeah. learn from. There's no like information and websites being like this is what yeah. you do if you're on a studio in Ireland. So it's all flying by the seat of your pants for the most part. You yeah, know? and I, I found out about <laughs> I, I found out about so much this past few weeks to do Ireland. There's a music um, AIM. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. The what is it? The kind of they're like a what you call it a union kind of. Yeah, well, not really a union. Not quite a union. Well, it's but like a collection of... Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah. Why is this not, like, out there? So the guy... Uh, the, well, I, I don't know if he still is. The guy who I was telling you about, Phil McGee, he, yeah. was, I, he was on the board okay. at the setup, and that's how I found out about it. So I was... I got set up very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they send out great information. There's, like, loads of discounts, and, like, you know, <laughs> it's great. So, like, oh, also, yeah. So if someone is listening to this, AIM Ireland, I... Don't know what the website is. I will definitely put it in the description <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Um, but it's definitely worth signing yeah, up yeah. because, like, there's a lot of spotlights on people. Um, I know Solo actually had the spotlight yeah, done yeah. on him. That was great. Um, it's a no. It's a because because for me, you said they send out stuff. It's like if as uh, you're starting out, you're starting out in the in the music industry as a producer, engineer, whatever artist, and you sign up to that and. Just sending you stuff regularly, like it's 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 like an extra no motivation, but it's like okay, I can keep going. There's there's stuff happening, and you feel like you're part of something. Yeah, you feel like you're part of something. So it's like it needs to be out there more. It's like yeah. I, I think it's like right now is an exciting time. Um, I think there's like a lot of those things. There's like the creative and music industry in in Ireland. It, it, you know, the recession kind of decimated it in the sense that all the record labels kind of yeah. up and left, but. I mean, look at like I mentioned Solo. Look at what he's doing. Yeah. You know, uh, he's got the he's got that kind of deal with was it Atlantic? I think it's Atlantic. Like, yeah. yeah. So he's got that with the trusted thing yeah. going on. Like that's super super exciting. Um. You know, you've got Faction Records that are still here. There's like plenty out there. Yeah. There's lots of stuff that's happening that's still very exciting, and it seems to just be growing. Yeah. 
and I'm really, really it's happy. Just, it's just going to keep going. It's just going to keep going. I can't. I don't. I don't see it. Um, there, there was, there was, a, there was a for a while. Like the, for me, in my opinion, for a while, the music was kind of stale. But that's. I think people were not releasing music. People, a lot of people have been working on music. So, but again, it's it's bubbling again. It's like yeah, everyone is. It's rising up again, so I, I'm, I'm, exci- I'm, I'm excited again. Mm. I'm fully, fully excited again. And with new artists, just kind of um, as, as a quick um, as a quick segue there, when it comes to new artists, I, I have no doubt that there's lot, lots of people approach you, yeah. right? But is there ever a time where you would seek out an artist or you hear something and you're like, you would get in touch with them to do their thing? I haven't done it in a while. You haven't done it in a while, okay. Because because a lot of the times when I do, I'll hear the artists online, but like I would have some kind of connection to them somewhere okay. that they would have come in there or... And like, yeah, that's true. I actually, I, I don't think I've ever done that, to be honest. Mm. Like ever. Which has all, the old, let's work together. I don't think I've ever done that. Um, yeah. That's weird. Would there ever have been? Would there like be a situation where you think that like maybe that might a bit that might be a possibility in the future? Like if you heard if you heard something they were super excited by and you felt like okay I can add an extra yeah you know twenty five percent to this see, or whatever. See, that's 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 me. When I hear something that I'm super excited about, I just I just love it for what it is. I'm mm-hmm. like I don't want to like you. Like, like, there's a guy that he came through. He plays stuff for me. He wants to start working with me. But he play, I was like, bro, this is what what you got, what you got, what you and your engineer have going on is great. Like, I I don't I I don't want to come and mess that up. I think you guys are doing something great already. So like, I don't want to step in and like, I don't, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I do get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. It took me a very long time to realize that like I can't make everything better. Yeah. If there's something that's already great. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, you just, don't need to. You don't need to put your spoke in where it's not yeah, wanted or yeah. not required. Um, so it's as important. Like it's so important to realize where to like keep the hands off yeah. as much as it is to like really get stuck yeah. into stuff. You know, like there's there's some songs from like artists in this country that they didn't do it with me, but they sent it to me like, "Yo, bro, um, I want. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure this is sounding right." And I'm like, bro, this sounds great. Like, there's no, there's nothing for me to do. Here. Like, you just believe what what you guys have done is great. You just believe that and run with it. So yeah. it's also nice as well, though, that they're like looking for another opinion on it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? If they think that there's something, but also getting that back must be like, a, yeah, it's like it'll be great for them. Yeah, it's like, bro, you don't well. <laughs> just keep it going. So. Um, a good mix. Yeah. What is it for you? What's a good mix? <sighs> That's very subjective. A good mix for me is something. Oh. I like to say a good mix, some, something you can hear everything, you can hear every element clearly. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to hear every element at the same time, but I feel like there's a time over the course of, I don't know, the three minutes, 30 seconds that every element shines. Maybe a second or two, you you, you really feel, oh shit, I, I'm a, you might not hear it on the first listen, second listen, third listen, might be the tenth listen, then, you, then your ears will go there. So I feel like that's a good mix because everything is placed nicely. Process. Uh, I mean, this could be something we could 
go on a bit for hours, but we'll try and kind of condense <laughs> it as much as we can. Um, where? So what's your starting point? You get stems into your inbox yeah. or you have recorded whatever. Um, when it comes to... Because I imagine there's a lot of two-tracking, right, for you? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, there's a, like... Seventy percent of my work is two tracks. Yeah. Um, when it comes to two tracking, then how? So how do you? This is something that I kind of not struggle with, but I kind of don't really know what the etiquette is. So it would be, I, I suppose, I want to kind of tell you how I would approach yeah, yeah, two track, no and then I want to see how you would approach yeah. two track. So for me, I get the vocals into the inbox, whatever. There's like yeah. you know eight, eight, nine, ten stems, whatever there is, and then I get a beat in. This is the beat that the, you know, artist has and they have sent on to me. Mm. I tend, like, it's usually a WAV. You know, if someone sends a beat onto me in stem format, yeah, I'll mix it. That's that's fine. I'll do that. But also, what I imagine might be different to what that producer or the beat maker has imagined. Sometimes I think that certain things are very loud usually it's drums and that I find quite hard to deal with so I'll do a lot of like multi-band compression on the WAV and try and like but try not to to do something too much try not to yeah I'm not trying to like totally change the dynamics I'm just like I'm using like I suppose loudness theory to like try and not you know like the kick can't be 60 be louder than everything else (laughs) you know Um, so just trying to like navigate those things and like maybe I'll do a little bit of subtractive EQ or just kind of tonal stuff at the end to yeah. kind of wrap it all up. But other than that, I tend to kind of leave the beat alone, the beat alone yeah. because that's not my place. Yeah. What's the process for you? Um, do you get stuck into it a bit more or is it kind of similar? I, yeah, I, I wouldn't really touch the beat. Like what I do with the beat, I just, um, the first night I gain stage it, then I, I use, um, I don't know if you know this plugin, Waves One Knob Fatter. Oh Yeah. I just stick that on it and put it up to like two or something, just just to give it a bit more. Then I stick a bus and I use the black box this analog design. That yeah, one, yeah. I use that, and I I think I'm using a I'm using a fucking a preset. Things the eight oh eight distortion. They've got some great ones. There's like two or three eight oh eight ones. Yeah, I use one of them. Then I turn up the pen the the pento the, the pento a bit more. Yeah. Then I. Just bust that out to the to the beat itself. And is that parallel then? Yeah, nice. Yeah, bust out to the beat itself. So it gives it a bit like it, it gives it takes my it takes the beat from this to this yeah. for me. So it fills it out a bit more, and then I start working on the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't maybe one time out of ten I would EQ the the beat. Maybe the ayats it's too much. I might um fucking dy- do a dynamic EQ on it or something just yeah. to control it a bit more, but. I, I seldom EQ the beat. Before I used to um, like put the beat in, copy it on the three three tracks, low the mids and the eyes and okay, interesting. I used to do that, but that's too much work. I don't want to do that. So, yeah, it's a lot. That's, a lot. <laughs> that's too much work. I you can't. I can't be mixing three four tracks a day and doing that for every track. Is no it's, man. That's it, like it, that's it's, yeah it's intense. Yeah, it's silly. Like yo, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like for me, it's like if I don't want to do it, I need to find a better, uh, a quicker way to do it. So then I, I move on to the vocals and I just get into them from them. If it's if it's a singer, I tune it. Then I put other tune on it, but if it's a rapper, I just get straight to EQ and EQ first, then mm. compressing. And do you have a standard chain that you use, a template, and then you kind of yeah, adjust? Yeah, yeah. I, I had to at first. I I used to tell myself I don't want to get a template because I don't want to get stuck in. I don't want to get stuck in. But 
they at the time it's like okay I'm, I'm having people recording over and over again like they finish a track load up the next track and they want to be ready to record in two three minutes mm-hmm. you can't you can't sorry you can't be um you can't be starting fresh every time so i was like yeah i was like nah i just i have this temper ready to go to get in there it sounds good to them but as they're recording i'm still you're doing your bits I'm right adjusting. Yep. I'm, I'm i'm the settings are changing the the plugins the chain might say the same but the settings have to change it, it's crazy to me how your settings will not change <laughs> yeah no i've like i would do that same i have like a standard and then i adjust it and then i'll save a template for each artist exactly and then it's easy then if they come back in to record or if i'm mixing again for the same person i just have to like load that up and adjust because i have a flat eq then and i'm just like adjusting the eq to the track yeah so that's all that is i I used to have a template for each artist so i was like nah i can't i can't do that anymore (laughs) i can't keep up i just keep up (laughs) i just have have rap real rap drill i have r&b else okay so then i know okay you got it all yeah (laughs) yeah it's um it's an interesting one as well when you mentioned what i want to talk about actually is the is like when you're engineering and mixing drill vocals because there's a lot of creative stuff that goes on there oh, yeah, yeah, with like yeah. the stutters yeah. and then the, like the beat tape stops yeah, and like yeah, those yeah. kind of like things um I assume they're not there when you get the Oh, beat. no, they're not there. I, like, um, <laughs> I had a chat with Solo. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I, should, if I should be saying this. I had a chat, I was like, you need to start um, You need to start including us as, is it arranger? You need to start giving us publishing rights as arranger as well for what we do on this on the, on the beats. Because the beat is normal. Like, the beat is sick when we get yeah. it. But... um. We 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 cut up the we cut up kicks, cut up snares, and put the snares there, and then yeah. cut, cut the beat out. Take the take the session from like the outro, put it there. So it's like we do a lot to the beat to yeah. really bring it to life. Reverse reverbs, all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah, yeah. Like, no, there'd be a lot of that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. that like I would do as well. Yeah. And it's just like finding out where to like cut, yeah. tape stop, spin downs, yeah. spin ups, whatever. It's interesting. Um, it, yeah, no, but that's like, again, I feel like that is another way of like exercising creativity yeah. or like spotting those moments and like being able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, um, true, 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 I've true. heard plenty of examples of you doing that yeah. in your work. Like, I just, cause, cause for me as well, it's like, it gets boring. Like, I'm, I'm just... If it's the same thing over and over yeah, and over it's again. Boring, like, because, but like, it's all well and good. Like, I think with, with drill beats, it's, it's usually just two chords. Yeah. And it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. So to be able, yeah, to be able to go back in and like create so something, yeah. a so, different sonic landscape. Yeah. I, I like, I like to imagine that when the producers are ending the songs, they're not angry. They're not like, oh, I think they probably know what's going to happen. They're not like, like we need to do this. Like. Yeah. But it's like, it's done and it's like, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's like a genre staple, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, so like, yeah, it's part I, of the genre. Yeah. It's part of the genre. So I don't think like, if you're making beats like that, you, really can yeah. be annoyed at those like, things like you kind of know what's going to happen unless unless you're there in the session with the like with Max of course like um, Celos producer he's, he's in he's AL in, Max right he's yeah. in a lot of the mixing sessions with us so like we'll be doing stuff you know he's, he's never said oh I don't like that bro but we always just look at you like it um, is that okay and he's like yeah, yeah. so yeah so I think they should be fine. They, should, they shouldn't be angry. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, you know yourself as well because it's like you're dealing with like an artist and you're dealing with another artist then as well because like it's two artists on the session. There's yeah. one who's like made the instrumental. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, when you work with, do you, would you work with, stem, so in that genre I assume you probably don't work with stems a lot. Not a lot, but I love, well, maybe 
two times out of ten, I'm walking with stems. Okay. And, and how's how's that? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great, isn't it's it? It's beautiful. The Being able to have control over everything is always nice. Do. I don't. I, when, when I am working with stems, I don't do a lot of beat cuts. I don't do a lot of start. I, I do starters with the vocals, but I don't do a lot of fuckery with the beat because it's have, hard, isn't it? When yeah, you, like, it's, a, it's, it's a lot harder. And plus, I have it there. I don't have to. I can take stuff out. I can take stuff out and make it make it sound different. I don't have to do the the superficial um, producing. That's is, is maybe. The wrong way, but that's what I call it. I think it's superficial. So, but mixing with stems is just different. You, there's there's things the, with the vocal you can make. You can really make the vocal the star and everything else around it. But with the just the two track, it's it, it's a lot harder to mm-hmm. try and make the vocal the star. Is it's almost like with a two track, everything you're just trying to make everything work as one. If I don't know if that's right, if they have expensive, but that's 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 no, I know what you mean. It is because, like, there's a lot, like, you uh, you have a lot less control over a certain element, so it is a lot more difficult. But I think there's like, I've figured out ways to, you know, I prefer working with stems. If I'm mixing a song, I prefer working Working with with stems. stems. That's just my, it's just my kind of modus operandi. It's the way I like to work. But if it's just a beat, if it's just a two track, it's fine. Yeah. I have my methods of making it work, work. the same. Yeah. So I'll just like, my method then is like, cause there's no point in like not telling you. It's like, oh, it's a secret. <laughs> my secret. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Like, but for me, it's, um, I'll bust all, so all the vocals will get bust. Yeah. Um, lead will get paralleled. Then I'll bust the instrumental. If there's anything I'm adding, or if there's any kind of spin downs or whatever like that, they're like they're all usually on the same track. If I need to do something different, I'll put it on a different track. Yeah. But I bust all that off, the instrumental off, and then I'll like do the I just like side chain a multi band compressor okay. and just make sure the vocal just sits in. Okay. So then there's no frequencies clashing, yeah, 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 which is nice. Yeah. Um, and I think the I use Fab Filter Pro MB for that. Okay. I think it's just it's that really good sense. if you have it. Really, really I, good. I need, I, need, I need to get the the Fab Filter stuff. Um, oh, I, 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 I had a cracked. So, but then I got rid of my, all my cracked stuff. So I only got the Q3 and the the S. You can do it with Q3. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah with the make with it the dynamic. dynamic. Yeah, beautiful. That's. But I used I used the F6 uh, real time analyzer there a lot. Okay. Like for what you were saying, I would I would put it on my beat sometimes, then sidechain that to my vocal boss. Yes. And then I just get rid of you, the figures. You make sure that everything's yeah. kind of, yeah. There's, um, like, man, there's some fucking great ones out there. I think, like, what I like about the um, Pro MB is just how, like, it's you sick. can really it's get in to, like, very fine detail. Um, A lot of fat filter stuff is, is, is it's, very, it's very good. It's like, it, it's very, it, very good. it is and should be industry standard. Yeah. Because, like, I, ha- I was using Pro Q2 for ages, it has to be industry starting because a lot of time over lockdown, a lot of the engineers w- that were doing um, streams, that's what all of them have broke you three. At least they are. Spally, Tume, fucking yeah. um, Leslie, but wait, Q3. So yeah, it's like, Mike Dean. Yeah, so it's like, the whole it, lot of them. It like, is industry standard. It's like, you got to have this, and even though I have this in your studio, I'm not coming there. <laughs> it's, absolutely, it's absolutely amazing. Like, and um, as well, like when you were younger, we talk about like, crack plugins yeah. crack software whatever the feeling of like just knowing that like you have it is also, also yeah, amazing too like, yeah. and I think it's like it's what's the word I'm looking for it's like solidifying yeah. in terms of like okay this is like craft. yeah I'm like this is like okay I am 
this now. I, I am what I say I am. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're very right, because I, I, I bought Logic <laughs> like four years ago. Yeah. That's my first time buying Logic Pro. And that's when I bought That's when I bought all my software. For I was like, okay, let me just get this thing for you, get rid of all the crack stuff. So, and it felt good. It was like, okay, you're, you are a mix engineer. This is what you do. So it was like, yeah, if you, if you can... Like, and I'm not one. I'll never shit on someone for having crack plugins. Like, do what you got. No, you do. have to. You have to do it. I think when, you, like, let's face it. I think even the people who make them know at this stage. But like, you, there's like such a learning curve, and you need to learn it, yeah. and you need to figure it out, and you can't like young people who are trying to get into this industry are not going to be able to afford stuff. But then, anyone who like I know has been like, oh, I had them cracked when I was like yeah. a teenager, and I just bought them because. You know, because because I because I because cause after a while you're, you're making money off it, you're like, okay, there's no point not buying it. Like, but it's also not even that. It's just like it's kind of the respect for yeah. the company who make it as well. It's and respect for your craft, one hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, it's. I think it's a, yeah, it's a testament to the people who work in the industry. Yeah, you know. Um. Finally, just to wrap up. In terms of mix engineering, mm. in terms of being an engineer. Someone who is like on the boards during a recording session and someone who is like, you know, mixing separately or like doing mixing sessions with mm. clients or whatever. Um, what what makes a sound engineer? I know that's like a really philosophical and broad <laughs> question, but because I feel like you are top of your game in the area that you're in and in the genres that you work with, I'd like to know what to you, makes a sound engineer? Um, I'm not going to... I'll, I'll give, like, bullet point answers. Yeah, 100%, yeah. yeah. Uh, a sound engineer just... You need to do... You can't get in the way. Um, you can't get in the way of the, creative, in, of the creativity, but you're, you're, you're also not a fly on the wall. Uh, you need to know how to be in the room, but not really be in the room. I don't know if you understand what I mean. I do. <laughs> I do. It, but when you're recording stuff, it's like your I like a production mode for me is kind of on a lot of the time. Yeah. Um it's hard to switch it off. So if there's like if I'm listening to a, a lot of like my kind of art, my clients who are rap artists or yeah. you know people who I work with who I'm producing for if like I'm an exec in an album or whatever or a tape or whatever and they're on the mic and I'm like if I hear a syllable that's like not hitting I will let them know that. Yeah yeah. yeah. Because I think that it is kind of your job. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. It's your job to make sure that everything sounds good and proper yeah. and is like tied together properly. So if there's like a word that's not really doing it for me, or if there's a like, if there's a, well, again, this is production mode, I guess, but if there's a lyric that's maybe slightly weaker and you're, you have that relationship with someone yeah. where you can nudge them exactly. and be like, I think you can do better than this. Yeah. Exactly. Like, look the at way, all of this, and then there's this line. The that, way the way you say it really matters. Yeah, like, yeah. It's I, all about the pr presentation. I think you could do better than this. Not bro. That's not good. <laughs> what <are> you? <laughs> no. They, yeah. There's like there is a language to use, yeah. and like I think that the artists who are, um, the artists who are like the artists are great at, at like one of their main skills is not is being able to disconnect from taking that personally yeah. it's also it's very difficult and they love, like, a, lot, a lot of the good a lot of the artists as you say they like that they, they need the feedback mm -hmm. they want that so it's like yeah it's understanding that it's a collaborative atmosphere yeah like, 
Um, what else for you is, um, you know, not getting in the way, but also not, you know, not being a fly, not being a fly on the wall. Yeah. There's like obviously that line that you have to skirt. You have to skirt that line. Um, a sound engineer, what what makes a good sound engineer or just a sound engineer? A good sound engineer. Yeah. <laughs> um, patience. I think uh, patience is very important. Um, you, you're going to have sessions where the artist might not be getting it right there and then. You just have to wait. You just have to wait. Let them let them go through the process. Every, different artists have different processes. You just got to wait. Um, another one, obviously, your listening has to be almost impeccable. Um, you can't. Um, you got to respect your ears. Um, what else make a, makes a good sound engineer? So you gotta be open to new ideas, cause um, as we're talking about the artists, there's times that artists will wanna try a different something different, and um, if you're like, bro, that'll never work, or bro, that that's not gonna work, like they're just cutting it off straight there, and then you're not giving room for the artists to be, to be creative. Like let them try it, like mm-hmm. let them spend two hours on it, and then realize that oh. I, is maybe not nice. I've, I like. I had a, Sometimes again, maybe it does work. Yeah, Sometimes it, does, it could be the best thing they've ever like, done. No, like. there's there's been times where I've I remember telling Evans, telling her, bro, are you sure that's gonna work? You sure? And then it doesn't. I'm like, ah, oh, bro, I'm sorry. Yeah, it works. It, it works. So it's like, it's 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 very it's very techy, but it's not techy as well. It's like you, you got to be, and I think being and as an engineer, you got to be a nice person. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not even gonna talk about anything technical at all. I think I just think as an engineer, you gotta be a nice person. I think you gotta have like this uh, you have to have people skills. Yeah. Because if you can't deal with people, it's not like your your main it's not the fucking sound that is yeah. the thing there. As an engineer, like if you were engineering a session, if you're recording someone, you need to be a people person because like it's the person you're dealing with. First, primarily, Before, sound second. Yeah, sound second. You need to be a people person because I, I, I see I see it so many times, and I'm like, that's just that's that's, that's not good. Because even even with me, sometimes like I'll have sessions with because artists are very different characters. They're, they're full on. <laughs> I'll have I'll have sessions with someone, and um, I'm tired. It's like eight o'clock, but then I have another four hour session, and this guy comes in on some mad energy. <laughs> I haven't got that energy, but I need to find a way to match it. So it's like if I wasn't like a nice person, but I didn't take my craft seriously, I wouldn't want to. I I just disregard. you just wouldn't do it. Yeah, you wouldn't even like, think about it. Yeah, but it's like the ease on that energy. You need to match it. Like forget engineer as a, as <laughs> just as people. You go to anywhere and someone's on. On energy is like you want to match the energy regardless. So it's like they're coming to you to pay you money to bring their vision to life, and they're coming to some. You, you need to be on there. Yeah. On that There's page. a responsibility there, I yeah. think, to be you, able to do that. You're controlling the room. Yeah. Like, so it's like stop it. <laughs> that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm um, I'm telling this, the the two new engineers. I'm telling them, like you guys take because. People always come to me, they're like, oh, there's stuff that people will never do in your studio that I see them do elsewhere. I'm like, yeah, because I just wouldn't, I just never allowed it. Or just the way you do, you do your, you carry yourself in the studio as well is important. So I was like, yeah, just be a nice person, man. <laughs> just, just be a nice person generally. Forget, even as not an engineer, just be a nice person generally. And I think our, our scene, our industry is going to go further. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the, per- the perfect place to leave it. <laughs> I don't think you could end on a higher note yeah. than that. But uh, Simba, thanks so much for coming in. No problem. Appreciate Thank you for it. Me. And shout out to you for all the work you're doing as well. Oh, I, I, I didn't get to see anything, but I, I, was, I was looking up there 
throughout the whole that's the Nilo's the Nilo uh, record yeah. yeah I've just been looking up there since and I'm I'm like yeah this this guy did Nilo stuff and Nilo is very very good so yeah shout out to you for what you're doing thank you very much man appreciate it no problem at all Michael. thanks a lot for having me here. thank you got trillies now Batman swerving swerving on the hot block just lurking I use the man freeze jump out there sneeze like Mr. Muscle off a breeze that man just tease with it we squeeze with it if you see a not boy it's peak Kelly on me she fit petite unique couldn't sit talk to yeah she like high speed off a jaw get there like dodo oh my this one she crazy local sweet one from Congo with the masoko she wanna go low like in Golo with her friend man she don't ride Solo, best in ends, Mercedes look at the way she bends my, my side winning, we set them trends Fuck the man, don't vote your gem Thanks so much to Simba for coming in, taking time out of his Saturday to come in. Um, he was rushing off to a session there afterwards, but um, yeah, busy man, busy man, and uh, and rightly so. He's a master of his craft and truly is great at what he does. Um, really and truly is great at what he does. Um, he, along with myself, we're one of, uh, I believe, two of the only mix engineers that are from Ireland on the engineers platform that was set up by Derek Ali or Mixed by Ali. You might know him as is Kendrick Lamar, sound engineer. He does a lot of work for um, Top Dog Entertainment, TDE. Um, he's got crazy credits. Um, so to be one of the first, to be in the first cohort of European uh, mixed engineers and you know, being the only two representing Ireland is, you know, such a it was such an honour to be part of that. Um, it's not something we spoke about, but it definitely is something that I know that we're both very proud of, uh, both very happy to be a part of as well. Um, but if you want to be part of the No Encore family and you want to be part of the No Encore community, you can join us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash no encore. That'll allow us to keep making these episodes Um you know, on there you're going to get bonus content. You get bonus episodes every month. No Oxcord monthly recommends corner. Myself, Dave, and Craig, we all sit down, have a chat about what we've been listening to, what we like. And um, you'll find Q and A episodes on there. And um, we're looking at doing another one soon. Actually, the last one we did was two years ago. So, um, but it's still on there. It's great. You get uh, the weekly newsletter as well as to what's coming on the episode, and um, all very well written by Dave and Craig, two absolute masters of their own crafts, um, which is you know, music journalism and they are just a phenomenal, phenomenal pair. Uh, great to be a part of the show. Great that they, like so grateful that they let me do this as well. Um, I know I say it all the time, but um, really I'm grateful to the two guys. So um, again, to keep helping us doing what we're doing, do what we're doing, excuse me, and expand the show. It's patreon.com slash no encore. Um, all of Simba's links are below. Um, you can find links to his um, his affiliated artists as well. And also, like I said, in the description below, you'll find the complete playlist. So the entire discography of Before the Encore. Um, that's every episode out to date, including this one. Um, and they're all numbered, so you're not going to miss anything. Um, it's coming up on a year now, I think, since this project has started. And uh, like every month, like it, it, this is like the furthest thing from a chore ever. I love doing the research. I love speaking to these people. Um and I have to say there's like a bit of selfishness to that as well because I am learning a lot and it's helping me improve my craft and I certainly hope that it's we spoke in the episode like about me you know one of the reasons why I do this is to kind of provide the information to to the you know to be digested by the listener and maybe I don't know something might click with someone and might inspire them to you know become a sound engineer become an artist manager become like or like at least you know, embark on the path to uh, move towards certain things like that. Um, I certainly hope so. Anyway, that's the goal. So um, 
I'll leave it there. Um, I won't ramble any longer. I've been doing plenty of it and uh, I think that's enough for me for one month. But uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, I'll catch you again next month before the Encore comes out in the last Monday of every month. Make sure to subscribe to No Encore in your podcast feeds. Follow us, like us, whatever. Um, give us a review as well. That like really, really helps. Tell someone about the show. Send them a link. Um, just stay up to date with everything that No Encore has to offer. We've got so much. Um, and... If you're a regular listener of the show, you already know that. So um, to anyone who's new that's come in here, please, please, please consider subscribing. Um, I really do think that No Encore is out on its own in terms of the, uh, in terms of music podcasts in Ireland. I think it's, I think we're, you know, we're up there. We talk about an awful lot of things. I think the guys are incredible journalists and um, I'm really, really glad to be uh, glad to be a part of it and like I said <laughs> I've said I'd stop rambling I am going to stop rambling I've been Sonic Architect Adam this has been Before the Encore there will be no encore and I'll be back the last Monday of next month thank you Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.